Let's get a new tape going. All right, Richard, here's what we're going to do. We need a voice exemplar. I want you to say into this phone, there's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Richard, you're a national hero now. Thank you, sir. But I was just doing my job. look at the guy who found the bomb just like you always look at the guy who found the body. Jewel fits the profile of the lone bomber. A frustrated white man who is a police wannabe who seeks to become a hero. We're running it. You're a suspect. You don't talk. I talk. Say it. I don't talk. This might be the only way to clear your name. I want you to say there's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Stop trying to be their best friend. I was raised to respect authority. Authority's looking to eat you alive. There's a bomb in Centennial Park. We have 30 minutes. I'm sorry, what? His accusers are two of the most powerful forces in the world. The United States government and the media. I do want to help y'all on law enforcement, too. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Richard Jewell is an innocent man. He's a hero. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. One more time, just a little louder. I report the facts. You've ruined this man's life. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Do a couple in a row. My son saved people's lives. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. I don't know how to protect you. It's like your client is guilty as hell. They want to fry you. You ready to start fighting back? My next guest's filmography includes Grey's Anatomy, Beverly Hills 90210, When It Was Good, In Living Color, Quantum Leap, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and you can currently find him in Richard Jewell portraying Bryant Gumbel. Please welcome Garen Grigsby. Garen, how is life treating you today? How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm I'm well. How are you doing? Good. So, Garen, there, there's some things. So, when I when I put this all together, I, I try to fill in gaps. I try to get things, you know, in order here. I, I could not find for the life of me where you were born, where you grew up. Fill that space of time in for me, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say that you'd be doing pretty well to find that. Uh, <laughs> um, I um, I was born in Rock Island, Illinois. And uh, grew up in Moline, Moline, Illinois, which is really the same thing. It's like, you know, Hollywood and West Hollywood. You're, you're standing in Moline, you take a step to your right, and you'd be in Rock Island. So uh, my family lived in Moline. The hospital just happened to be in Rock Island, I think. And, um, yeah, I was I was born there. I um, uh, went to Western Illinois University and uh, got a bachelor of business degree uh which i don't know how many how many of those are around right but um and uh, after college made my way to the uh to the west coast and here i am and now, now did you any like a minor any other side training whether it was high school or or western illinois any co- training in acting whatsoever at that point <clears throat> no nothing no i mean i um no, not in acting. I, I mean, I was in, we used to have a, a variety show every year in high school, but I, I played in the stage band, so I, I wasn't an actor. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, any sports in high school, anything of that of that nature? I know you said stage band, but anything else? Um, yeah, I, um, I, it's just funny you mentioned, I was thinking about that earlier today. I actually, at, at some point or other, participated in like four different sports in high school, but I was a, primarily a a track and field guy. And, um, that's how I got to college. And, um, uh, so I put myself through college. And so that my major sport was, was track and field. So I, I have to ask, you know, I'm looking at, you know, your, your you know, the, your career in itself. So what sparks the acting bug for you? What does it for you? Is there anything that, because obviously, you know, your background up to this point 
not really, you know, an actor's background per se, but what, what kind of changes things for you? Where does the tide shift a little bit for you? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, I guess, well, I was in sports. Um, I, I, and I, I essentially, um, walked away from my job as a garbage man to, uh, <laughs> to come to, uh, to California to, uh, be able to work out in the, in the warm weather. And, um, at that time, there were a lot of athletes that were getting in commercials. And I, I kind of noticed that I was always looking for a way to work less, uh, at, at normal jobs and, and have more time to work out. And I was kind of living what for me was a, was a worst case scenario of that, which I was trying to hold down a full-time job and then work out after hours. I, I was working in the aerospace industry and, uh, uh, worked with a, a, a group of women and, and a couple of them, uh, suggested to me that I might try modeling. And, um, again, I'm thinking, well, how, how could I make money? And, um, one of them knew somebody, uh, who had, who had been in, in the industry and had that person talk to me, but they were not very helpful and they were actually less than helpful to the point where it kind of irritated me. And I thought, well, I, I don't need that person. I could figure this out on my own. So I, um, I did, I started knocking on doors and, and eventually got my way into a modeling agency. And once you're kind of in the business, so to speak, it's just baby steps to the side and you're kind of doing everything. So, I mean, within a year I was acting as well. Um, so, yeah. So, so looking back at what you just said, you know, I have to say, <laughs> nobody's ever told me I should try modeling. So I, I think that's reflective of what I look like. So <laughs> when somebody says that to you, that's pretty flattering. And, you know, you kind of make your own way going back a little bit. And I'm sorry if I missed this. Yeah, you, no, no. You said you left uh, your job as a, 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 a you said something about trash or garbage. I don't I, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> don't know why I threw that in there. But I was a garbage man. I, that was my job, my summer and weekend job from through high school and college. Um, I <laughs> I started off uh, hanging on the back end and um, eventually became a driver. And I I drove different kinds of uh, mostly uh, garbage trucks, but I. I, I was I drove a semi too. I actually had a eighteen wheeler license when I was sixteen. Wow! So <laughs> I was. Some guys took their uh, their driver's test in a car. I took mine in in a semi. Um, I found a little loophole that you. Uh, I was not legally allowed to drive, but I was legally allowed to have the license. So I went out and got the license, and you know it it makes for interesting bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, Garen, those are the little things, though, that really kind of are so fascinating about a story, right? Because you look at kind of the actor you've turned into, and, yeah. and, and it's the little things along the way. Like, I mean, podcasting is something I love to do. I spend a lot of time in it, but I have a job. But, you know, I did those little jobs. Like, I was a custodian in the summer, same way you kind of... Those jobs kind of build character. They 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 definitely kind of, I think, lead to... They help you lead you down the path you ended up being on. So did you find any re- – I don't want to say redeeming qualities because I don't think that's the right way to phrase it. But do you, do you feel like those jobs added anything to you know your work ethic, You know, f- realizing what – you know this is the kind of stuff that you know that I need going forward. Not so much that what you're doing day to day but the, the character and the, the, and the ethic that it brings with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, without question, it's, it's, it's a huge part of, um, what makes me, me. Um, I, I have had the great fortune all my life to have all kinds of, uh, good role models and that job, you know, helped to teach me among other things, teach me how to work and how to work hard. Uh, it's, it's very difficult, uh, work at least, you know, the kind, I mean, not to take anything away from the guys now, but they kind of out here in California, they, they sit in the truck all day and, and, you know, it's, it's done mechanically. Um, the way that I did it, uh, was, it was akin to lifting weights while running all day long. Uh, it was, it, it's hard work and it's, it's dangerous work. And, and it, and, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, a very blue collar environment 
and uh, being able to put in a good physical day's job was a big deal. And um, I actually worked for my uncle's company and uh, I had a little, I guess you'd call it a even more on because I was a young guy. I started when I was 15. Like I said, I was in high school and then I was the the boss's son, so to speak. So I had eyes upon me for that. And um, yeah, it's character building. (laughs) You know, I I would get up at 3.30 in the morning, I think, and ride my bike. um, Gosh, I don't know how many miles to the job and then work all day, however long that took, 8, 10, 12 hours, and then ride my bike back home and start all over the next day. And it's wow. a, it's, it was a, uh, quite a juxtaposition for when I later, um, I mentioned, I think that I worked in aerospace. I worked in the space shuttle program for a few years. And so it's kind of, and that was an office environment. You know, I worked in a, a cubicle farm and, um, it's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. And so I, I guess I've had a, a of, of, what would you call it? A, a rounded experience because um, I've done lots of other little things in between those 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 two jobs, and um, but yeah, it, it definitely helped to uh, to make me who I am, whoever that is. No, and that's a good thing. It's not, and it's it's it is the jobs, but it's also amazing how much you accomplished at such a young age, right? Because you know we're talking fifteen, sixteen. You mentioned the eighteen wheeler. You know, obviously riding your bike at three thirty in the morning to work and then back. I mean, my God, that's. That's un- it's an unbelievable work ethic, but you you did it at such a young age, what makes it which makes it so much more impressive, Garen. You know that's that's the thing, and, and I think kids t- not that kids today are different than because you and I are, I think are roughly the same age, but you know I, I don't know I think work ethic has changed over the years, but it, it's that's certainly I think played as you said played a part into who you are today. And let me ask you this: so we leave. You mentioned aerospace, right? Before I want to, before we get to modeling, talk sure. a little bit about that. Do you are there? I mean, you're a you're a successful actor. You've done really you've done a lot of things here. But do you ever look back and say, "What if" when it comes to aerospace? Because it's such a fascinating field. Um, no, not not well, not aerospace specifically. I I <laughs> to be honest, I, I've looked back and say, "Well, what if I would have just gone a different way and 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 maybe gotten a regular job." Um, I, you know, might've done other things cause I, I, I certainly had other things in mind. I was not acting, wasn't on my radar at all. Um, you know, my, my plan was to win a gold medal in the Olympics and, uh, <laughs> and go from there <laughs> and that, that didn't work out. <laughs> and, um, uh, so sometimes I think mostly on days when I'm wondering how to pay the next bill, uh, I'm thinking, I wonder if I'd have done something different if I have more money now. <laughs> yeah, and, and that makes sense. And, and, you know, you find yourself in this modeling agency. So how do you go from the modeling agency to kind of getting into acting itself? How do you, how do you kind of make that transition? Because, yeah, you're in, you're in in a way, but you're not in as an actor just yet. So how does that kind of transform? Sure. I, um, I, uh, well, I was interested in, I had, was interested in commercials, um, because I had, uh, the Olympics were going on and uh, a lot of athletes, like I mentioned, were, were in commercials and, and rumors were that they were making very good money for doing this. They were probably exaggerated rumors, but so I, I had an interest in that. And, uh, when I, began modeling at the agency they had a commercial department and i I walked over there and asked about um you know if i could get on board and basically i i did and one day my commercial agent said you've got an audition for um soap opera tomorrow or the next day something like that and i um what was the soap opera i I can't uh, santa barbara yeah it's an old one and um and i said well you know i don't I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> it's not, I don't know anything about it. And I wasn't particularly interested. I didn't think that acting was, uh, you know, I, I kind of thought all actors were weird and, um, didn't, t- t- didn't really have that much interest, but she said, well, you know, you have, you have the audition. It's hard to get, I got it for you. So go and see what happens. And so, 
I did, and I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't get the role, but the casting director was quite com- complimentary and encouraged me to um, to pursue it, and encouraged my agent to encourage me to pursue it. So the agent said, "You're going to do this," and she kind of pushed me along a little bit to, to start taking some classes, and that's that's how it got started. Yeah, and good for you that you had an agent that it sounds like your agent um, really worked hard for you, which is not f- from my experience talking to actors, which may or may not always be the case, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, oftentimes I think, you know, changing, not to demean them or anything, but oftentimes changing agents is, is like swapping deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh no, she. This one. This and this was. This was a different. A different time, you know. A little bit of a different age, and and she was kind of looking out after me, and and thought she saw something, and um, yeah. Here I again. Here I am. So so, did you find that because you had no training? I mean, you, you're you're working your way along. Was the was the transition difficult? Did you find you know learning lines, learning method, you know, learning all the stuff that comes with acting? Was that difficult for you? Was that something you picked up easily? Um, I, I think I, I had some natural things going for me. Um, memorizing is is one of them. I, I'm just one of those people. I can memorize things. I <laughs> have a friend of mine, and we uh, tape each other's scenes uh, some sometimes. And you know, I'll I'll go through it once or twice and basically have it. Wow. And, and he's just cussing at me and, <laughs> <laughs> and everything. So, so that wasn't hard. And I found that, that I liked, um, I liked doing it. Um, I'm sorry. I've kind of forgotten the first part of your question. Uh, no, just um, the fact that, you know, was it, you know, just, just coming into your own as an actor. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to learn if you're doing it. Oh, right. right. Yeah. And you're, and you're a guy that to me <clears> seems like, when he does something, he does it right. So it's so it's just a tough thing to to pick up. I would think because, like, I am horrible. I am the opposite of you at memorizing. I'm horrible yeah. at like I write down everything. I've got like if you can see my you know my setup here, I've got stickies everywhere. I just I I'm the opposite of you. But I, apparently, I mean, it sounds like you, you were meant to act. You have a gift for you know the the, the craft itself. So that's that's got to be huge for you. Well, I was I was also lucky in that the the first the class that I got directed to that I and I stayed there for a long time was was really the perfect kind of class for me because you know there's there's all kinds of different schools of acting um, schools of thought and philosophy on uh, you know how to do it and, and and how it should be done and I was fortunate to to, to go into one that appealed to sort of my personality i guess you know it was very sort of straightforward and there was a lot of um it was just technical it kind of focused on technical things and and it wasn't one of these classes where you spend 20 minutes you know barking like a dog uh to warm up and and i can't i just couldn't (laughs) i wouldn't have been able to handle that kind of thing this was you know this is where you got to get to get there however you got to get there but this is what you got to do and this is what you want to do and, and again there was a lot of a lot of stage craft in it and just just things that were more um I, 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 technical isn't a, isn't a isn't a good word but as opposed to you know the more esoteric sort of guru type classes that you hear about because that, that would have run me out right away so i i got i i really i and I enjoyed that class. I stayed there for a long time. I've been meaning to go back, actually, <laughs> when I get a few extra coins. And um, I, I think I was just fortunate to come across a good situation and um, lent itself to my hanging in there. Uh, and, yeah, there. Now, is there is there a, um, a, a movie or an actor or a show that when, when you're, you're kind of coming up that you were really – or even as a kid, possibly, that you really loved. I mean, because I'm a big believer that, yeah, you came into acting in a very unique way, but I, I, I think this is what you were meant to you know, do and meant to be. And, you know, is there something early on that maybe planted the seed, you know, a show, an actor, a movie for you personally? Or was it you're just a fan of everything? How, 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 does, how do you feel about that? 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that there was anything that, that foreshadowed my being an actor really that I can kind of think of. I mean, I, I like movies. I've always, always liked movies. I, you know, I, I, I'll sit down and watch just about anything. Right. Um, my, yeah, I don't know. My favorite movie is, <laughs> is Top Gun. <laughs> but that was after I got into acting is when I, is when that came out. So, um, no, I just, I just kind of, kind of fell into it. I was when my sports career, um, kind of wound its way down. Um, I all of a sudden, I'm like, well, what do I do now? Cause it hadn't, it didn't go quite the way that I had wanted it to go. And, and, um, I had this little budding career in the entertainment industry and I thought, well, okay, I, I think I'll, I'll try this. And, and it just it sort of worked out for me. It sort of suits me. I, I, I like doing it. Uh, you get to do a lot of different things. Um, I've always had been a person who's, um, I have a lot of different interests and, uh, you know, every time you go to work as a actor or model for that matter, you know, it's with, it's at a different place for different people and you're working with different people and it's an entirely different environment and everything's different. And, you know, that variety is worth, is worth a lot of money <laughs> in a sense. And it, uh, you know, for somebody like me, it's kind of, kind of good for the soul. I don't get, I don't get stuck in one place doing one thing. Yeah. And, and you and I talked off here, how we had a very similar day. We, we brought up the very iconic Adam Zastrow, <laughs> the very cool Adam Zastrow, you know, um, but I have to say one of the things I felt when I had a little bit of downtime today was I did, I swear to God, hand to God, I watched the, tra- the the two new trailers. There was one that came out earlier in the year, and there's one that came out recently for the new Top Gun movie. So I think it's very funny how you mentioned Top Gun. Are you a, are you okay with a new one coming out, or are you just are you kind of a nostalgic? You know, I, I liked it back where it was. Are you looking forward to the new ones? Um, yeah, I I don't have a problem that that no no I, I i'm I, i'd be very interested to see what happened my my biggest problem with it is that i'm not in it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and didn't know anything about it until i saw trailers for it um uh but i i you know i, I wanted to be a pilot I, I i expected and kind of planned to go in the military and um you know i came along at kind of a weird time um and uh, just decided, well, when I wanted to do sports, that, that that was going to be something, you know, that was in a different direction. And when that movie came out, I thought about it again. Um, and so it's more the, it's more the, um, I, I suppose, the, the military and the flying aspect of it that, that appeals to me more than the story. In um, uh, a touch of your aerospace background? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was although that was that was random. Those those weren't connected. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I was just I have these notes written down. I'm like, well, I guess we could fit that in there too a little bit. Maybe. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. So I'm looking at your your you know your filmography. We talked a little bit about this. You know, um, early, you've done some Grays, Beverly Hills 90210, and Living Color. I was rewatching your you know, you know the beginning of your fresh. Uh, Prince appearance here you know I love Quantum Leap uh, we're going to get to Richard Jewell in a moment is there yeah. anything that was really memorable because we did talk soap opera and so forth but then when you kind of get into you know the meat and potatoes of you know the TV and movie end of it um, do you find you know was there anything memorable from those days because you're, you're with a lot of just great actors there right um, your time on some like I mean in Living Color is it's just such an iconic show and it's a groundbreaking show in my opinion and you Absolutely, know, Quantum yeah. Leap. My God, I, I every episode. <laughs> I think I was in tears in most episodes. And what a wonderful concept! You know what? We talk about Top Gun, Garen, and, and I don't mind that because I it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and sure. I love the fact you keep going with it. The one issue I do have though is is remakes. I don't like you when people kind of go after something that's already been done. You know, they're doing it with Home Alone, but I guess that's an argument for another time. I just with classics, leave it alone. Let it. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, they, they, they remade high noon. I remember <laughs> once a while back, I'm like, oh my God, why would you do that? Um, so I, you know, but I don't, I don't look at not to beat up top gun, but I, you know, I look, it's, it's a continuation. It's him years later. Exactly. Much I don't find yeah. reunion shows. I kind of like that, you know, 
to see see the people now and see what they look like and and see the story continue i would i would not like to see top gun remade but i don't mind seeing this a sequel especially when it's it's a lot of years later it's not like they're just like they do now they just bang out one two three year after year and it might be very good it it might not be um i don't know but it you know for somebody who was as fascinated with the original um i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it yeah and, and i don't want you to i don't want to bait you into and that's not <laughs> how i work i don't want you to say something negative and then like somebody from the <laughs> show's listening they don't give you but like so i'll give you an example of something i'm talking about like magnum pi why would you ever remake that i'm not saying the actors are bad i'm not saying the new show is bad but it would just seem like like if somebody remade quantum leap i would be furious like i would be like why would you touch that show it was done so well I, I don't. That's that's my. Yeah. No, I, I I don't disagree. I mean, why? You know, if, if the show and I, I think um I think Magnum PI I think it's doing okay. It is but doing okay. To, yeah. To me, that just means it would have done just as well. I think you know, with a different title and different characters, but the same show. It just means it's a good show. Yeah. True. Um, but I guess that's how they grab an audience is by um you know the old people who are nostalgic for the old show and see how it. And to see how it stacks up. But again, that's a remake, not a not a sequel. Right. No, well it's said. Interesting that you mentioned in Living Color, the day that I worked on that show was the date that the first Gulf War started. And that was a really it was a freaky day. Right. Um and I remember them um you know, uh, all the production stopped. And they had, if, you know, if you've seen video or film of that of that day, you know, the um, all the cruise missiles going, well, not cruise missiles, well, that too, but just the tracers going across Baghdad. And um, they put that on all the monitors in the studio and everybody just, I mean, everything just came to a halt. And we're all just standing there staring at it. And uh, yeah, it was a weird day. <laughs> but that's my, that's one of my, one of my main one of two main memories of that show, which, which was that. Um, and then, um, I remember this, the particular scene that I did, there was a little bit of controversy on the set. A couple of people were unhappy about it. And so they, they had to work that out, but yeah, interesting day. Um, and, and it's experiences like that, you know, just the, the cast, I mean, from, you know, I think Artie Lang spent time on that show and, um, Jim Carrey, obviously. And then the way it's just, it's just a great show. And, um, we talk, you know, Fresh Prince is also an iconic show for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. So the fact that you're a part of that, that's a great thing. I mean, and, and if I'm not wrong, I want to say it was episode one, season three. Right right off the bat, you were in, involved with that, I think. I think it was season one, episode three. Right, right. Did I, did I say yeah. it backwards? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, season one, you're, you're right off the bat, you know, you're involved with that. So, I mean, you talk about a show that people remember with fondness and uh, a classic uh, that that certainly fits the bill. Sure, I think it, I think why I would remember something so obscure, but I, I think it was like the eleventh episode that they filmed. But when they finally aired the show, it was it was the third one, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. You know, Will Smith was just a kid, and um, whatever happened to him? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it, I, I was turned on late night TV one time and thought I saw a glimpse of him, but I. It was probably mistaken. So when you look back at just, just the ones I mentioned outside of, uh, of of Richard Jewell, is there a memory you have? I mean, you've got to be like – I don't want to say proud of yourself because that's – I feel like that. But you've got to be like <laughs> ecstatic with kind of how you've – what you've accomplished in your career. Is, is there – when you look back at those – at what you've done, you know, up to that point – and there's other things I'm not mentioning that I'm going to get to in a bit, but – you yeah. Know, how, how do you feel about all that? Is there is there an actor that you had a rapport with? Is there, you know, you mentioned awesome stories, you know, from Living Color, but is there is there anything that stands out from that time? Because it's all roughly in the same time period, I think. Uh, well, I yeah, I guess I kind of think it's sort of it's sort of spread out. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, airtime between fresh prince of bel-air and and gray's anatomy yes no i agree grace grace was the exception there you're right you're right but um it's interesting i don't i don't know that anything any one particular thing um sticks out is it's when i think of the shows you know i have 
excuse me, little anecdotes or memories of all of them. And I, it's, and I, I'll be honest, I, I had not really stopped to consider the body of work. Um, because I'm, it's, it's, you know, you're always kind of on to the next job, on to the next job, on to the next job. And a lot of those things that are, you know, are classic shows, you didn't really think about it at the time. It was just, it was just another day's work. And, you know, like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is okay. Well, there's this kid, he was a rapper and now he's got a show and all right, I, I'm on this show. And then, you know, I do my couple of days and then I'm gone and I'm on off to the next thing. And now it's, as you described it, it's, it's kind of classic, you know, um, uh, same within living color. I mean, in living color was, was a, was a, it was a big deal even at the time the show was, but it's like, it's, it's only kind of upon reflection that you're like, wow, look at all the people that came out of that show, Jamie Foxx and, uh, and Jim Carrey and the Wayans brothers and, and look where they've all gone to, uh, you know, like I say, upon reflection, it's like, yeah, okay, I've, I guess I've, I've done a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I wasn't stopping long enough to pay attention most of the most of the way, but yeah, upon reflection, um, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, and, and, and one thing that you can appreciate that I can't always say to all my actors, like I feel like so from an athlete's point of view, I think you're going to get what I'm about to say. So, you know, living in New England, we have, you know, our sports are doing well um, when we're not filming other teams' practices. Um, but, you know, I have to say it's just when I look at you as an athlete, I think you get this. I almost think it's like an athlete's mentality, right? Because they're always like, you know, I played on this classic team or I was a part of that classic game. To me, and, 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 and I've never been able to convey this properly, Garen, to, to actors, but I always feel like, and you, and you definitely touched on this a bit, but like to me it would be huge. Like if, say if I, I had your career, I would, I would look back and say, my God, I was a part of In Living Color, which was a groundbreaking show. You know, Quantum Leap, I was a huge part, you know, I, I was a huge part, I was a part of this huge show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like to me, it's like looking back and being part of a, a championship team or a legendary team and you know you're a part of that you know it, history lasts forever and i feel like it's always such a great thing and, and i can never convey that properly to actors because I, I almost sound like a fan gushing and that's not really how i want to sound <laughs> but but it's like yeah. but from your point of view if, if i if i was in your shoes i'd be like and, and i think this is you're, you're a very grateful person but like i don't know i just to me that's how i would see it almost like being part of a great sports team it's like you're you're in that cement forever. You're you're cemented in that you know that legendary and iconic moment of time, and I think that's such a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, again, it's it. Well, I appreciate. It. You're very kind. Those are nice words, and and it's nice that other people notice the things that you know. I may not have necessarily noticed, and that's kind of my fault for not maybe taking the time to take stock and, and look at things, you know, the business is kind of like, you're, you're only as good as the last thing you did. And, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, Garen Griggs, what's he done lately? You know, and, and, and I, I get, look at my resume and it's like, at one point, you know, I'm looking at my resume and the only thing on my resume were shows that have all been canceled. Right. And so <laughs> you're like, oh geez, oh geez. So instead of thinking, oh wow, that was a great show, it's like I need something new. I need something that you know that that, that shows people I'm still working, I'm still out there, I'm s- still relevant. And so you know, it's a shame and in, in kind of the rush to always to do better. Perhaps I don't stop and smell the roses like I perhaps should because you know, like Quantum Leap, that that was a great show, and I had an interesting role on it, and um, uh. I, you know, I worked on um, a show here recently called Bluff City Law, um, and Jimmy Smith was the star, and we were we had a scene together. We exchanged a couple lines. I had a scene together, and you know, he came up and shook my hand, talked to me for a second, and I and I just told him, I said, "Hey, um, we didn't meet, but uh, I spent a day on L.A. Law." And, uh, you know, and his eyes kind of lit up because, you know, that's a long time ago for him, but obviously a big part of his life. And it's the thing that made him. And so it was interesting to to share that moment with him. And, it, and again, that's like that's kind of an iconic show. You know, look at all the people that came out of that show. And perhaps he's the longest, the one who's lasted the longest um, and maybe done the, done the best. I mean, he's had several other shows after that. But. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a pros he's a pros pro, huh, Garen Jimmy Smith. He's just a a good a good dude, a great actor. He's a pros pro, I would I would think. 
he was a very nice man. Yeah. Uh, he's huge. I didn't realize that. So I got, he's very tall. Uh, so I got a kink in my neck talking, looking up at him, but, um, uh, you know, he, he couldn't have been in, during my time and my interaction with him, with him on the set, he couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been more gracious. And, and he did things that he didn't have to do. I mean, uh, you know, that, that to help me, and uh, certainly, you know, I was a day player and I just had a specific job to do and it's his show. Um, but he took the time to help me do things that he, he didn't he didn't need to do. And um, so I, I, I thank him for that. And um, it was a good day. Yeah. And, I, and I'd be remiss if I did not mention, you know, you've worked in multiple genres, not just what I've been talking about for the last 20 minutes, but you've done some horror. Is there is there a genre that you prefer? Is there one that? you know, you're more fond of, uh, I always tell people I've done a little of everything and a lot of nothing. (laughs) Um, I have had a great time doing whatever I was doing at the moment. I've, I've been happy to work and happy when I'm making a living at the profession, um, that I, that I chose. And, uh, everything is different. Everything is new. Um, I've, I've hardly done the same thing twice. So I don't know that I have a, a, a favorite. <laughs> I guess that's a recurring theme with me throughout this. I don't know. I kind of liked it all. Um, <laughs> that's a good thing though. That that's reflective <laughs> of, you know, for those listening, because I know there's directors that listen to this and I've got, yeah. so, so you're, you're kind of a, you can do everything. You're appreciative of everything. And I mean, that, that's a good thing though. That's, that's a great quality to have. No, thank you. I'll um, just say thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 you know, going along here, you know, I, I'm in the, I'm in the theater, right? And this is kind of how, when I select somebody, when I select, when, when I decide, I, I want to throw, a, you know, a, a, an invite out and see if um, a guest will be on my show. I only ask people that I really, I, I'm just kind of affected by the performance. I thought you were phenomenal in Richard Jewell, by the way. Um, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, as Brian Gumble, which is fantastic, you know. Um, uh, first off. I want to ask you how you landed that role. Um, <clears throat> pretty, pretty random, really. I, I, um, I, a breakdown went out that they were, you know, uh, which is the the list of roles that are that they're look that you know companies and are looking to fill. And my agent um, submitted me for it. Said, "Hey, you got you have you have an audition for this." And I actually, uh, it was, uh, I booked that job. Uh, from my agent in Atlanta, um, and I'm actually I'm on the West Coast most of the time, and uh, so the way you audition for it is you you self tape yourself. You you go out and have somebody have a friend do it or go out and have a service do it, and so I, I videotaped the scene and emailed it off, and the, that's the short version. I, I got the role just from that. Yeah, and you know. And it's not a spoiler that I say this. Um, you know, you play Brian Gumble. I mean, which is—is is it more challenging for you, Garen, to to, to to portray somebody that actually exists versus versus portraying somebody that you're creating? I mean, yes, you're creating also with portraying somebody that actually exists. But I mean, it's a little bit more pressure, I would think, from the outside. Not so much maybe for your end, but you know, do you find that it's more difficult portraying somebody that actually is? in existence that exists in history? Uh, I would think so. Um, and especially, you know, the guy's still walking around. Right. And as are many, many, many people who know him and know of him, although there's a surprising, you know, it's been some years since 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 he was front and center on the um, Today Show. And there's uh, I ran into a lot of people who don't know who he is. Uh, but, yeah, you kind of want to get it right. I mean, at the same time, um, I'm not him, you know, I'm not Brian Gumble, and right. I can't, I, I, I sometimes have a small gift for mimicry, but I mean, I can't really do him. I didn't, at least I didn't think so. Oh, I disagree. I think you, but I'm, oh no, no. I, and I'm not, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Like I really thought, I thought you were well, so good. Well, thank you. Thank you. I was, I, what I, what I hoped was to capture the spirit uh, you know, of, of the scene and of, of who he was. And so I, I kind of looked at him and I said, well, what is it, what is it about him that I can kind of try to try to go after? Um, and that's different because you are, you're trying to, to 
like like you, as you say, portray a, a, a living person or a person at least who existed, as opposed to a brand new character where you're free to just it, you know where you give it life. This other person's already had a life, and you need to not turn people off <laughs> in in your portrayal of it. So um, I, I I feel fortunate to have to have gotten the part, and you know I, I think it came off pretty well. I mean. I, did, I thought my thought was, well, I didn't hurt myself, but then I listened to you and I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to go with what you said. No, you should, because, <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you, I, you know, I, I try when I have a guest on it, I want to really do my homework. And I was just it was one of those movies I was just so blown away by. And I'm a big believer in like just just little just scenes that I feel like make transition the movie or a big part of the movie. And I think that's a big part. Your scene is a big part of the movie because it, it's really kind of re- reflective of the, of the, I don't want to say theme, but there's a, you know, Sam Rockwell is talking to his, you know, the man who plays Richard Jewell escapes me at this time, but about honesty and, and, and being, you know, forthcoming. And that stems from your part of the movie. I mean, your part of the movie kind of, kind of initiated that kind of sparked that forward. And, but before I get to that, do, do you sure. did you spend a lot of time studying Brian Gubble's mannerisms? Because he is on HBO, I think. Or you know, did you spend a lot of time, or did you just kind of you know what? I have a gist of what, and you might have already answered this, but do you, do you have a kind of a gist for what he was and what what he how he interviews his mannerisms, the little things he does, or, or do you spend an extensive time studying? Um. Yeah, no, I didn't spend a lot of time. I went and looked at it. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen him lately. I mean, I'm, obviously I went and looked him up and I tried to find uh, some film of, of what he looked like and what he did back then. And, you know, I mean, so again, I, I tried to kind of pull out some major themes of him because I didn't expect to be able to just, you know, do an impression but you know, you look and you say, "Well, he's a he's a really good looking guy." Okay, he can't do much with that, but he's very well spoken, and uh, he talks kind of fast, and he kind of clips his words a little bit, and he's just just very direct with people. Right. And so I, you know, I mean, so those generalities I tried to kind of go with. Now, that's what I attempted to do in the audition, and I kind of thought I pulled it off. Now I have to say, when I got there. We started changing things around. All that went out the window because there I am, you know, <laughs> sitting across from one Oscar winner, uh, being directed by not only an Oscar winner but a, a, an American legend and an icon. And anything that I might have prepared in that regard just went out the window, and I was just trying to get the words out. So um, <laughs> I, I feel good that it, that it that it came off as well as it did. Yeah, and for those listening um, that haven't seen this movie, and shame on anybody who hasn't seen this movie because it, <laughs> I haven't revealed my top five. Not that my top five is special, but it yeah. certainly is. And I was so blown away. Um, but but you mentioned working. You know, one of the uh, Academy Award winners you're talking about is Sam Rockwell, who portrays Watson Bryant. Is there any? And you're a pros pro. I get it. But are, is there any? I don't want to say intimidation because that. That's not the right word, but no, can, I know what you mean. Yeah, and 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 I will. <clears throat> excuse me. I wasn't. I and I've I've thought about that, and I, you know, and I thought, well, why not? You know, because you would have thought my knees would have been knocking together, and I'd have been stuttering and and dropping pencils and everything else. But it was very relaxed. I mean, everybody there was just was just very nice and it was a very professional and relaxed set and a relaxed atmosphere and sam rockwell which couldn't have been a better guy i mean came up and introduced me to introduced himself to me and um was just very real and very genuine no no hint of the that i saw you know at least of the of the of the diva or pretension about him. And, um, you know, he kept asking me, are you okay? Is is this okay for you? Do you you get that? Does this work for you? And, you know, asking my opinion. And I, and I just kind of went with that, you know, I mean, on, on a a certain level, I, you know, I kind of, if I might say, Oh, I broke my ass to be there. Right. Right. And so it's where I belong in a sense. I mean, and, and I don't mean, 
with Oscar winners and all that. But I mean, on a set doing, I was hired to do this and they clearly liked what I had done in the audition. So I just kind of tried to go back and, and figure, well, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. So um, let me, let me do what I came to do. And, um, and again, uh, everybody was nice and it, it, cause it could have been a lot different. You know, I've, I've been on sets where, where things are running behind and, you know, money's on the line and it's, they're not getting what they want. And that just didn't happen. It just, it was just, I could not have asked for a better experience. And as you said, I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke. It was, it was a great day. And, um, and, 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 you know, it was just, it was a very good day and I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed myself and, and couldn't have been better. Yeah. And, and I love what you said about, <clears throat> you know what? I busted my ass to be there. I deserve to be there. I, you're the second guest I've had in a row that kind of has said something like that. And, and from, from the outside looking in, Garen, I have to be very honest. I think as an actor, if you don't have that attitude, you're in big trouble. Like, I feel like if you're kind of, ah, yeah, this is great. I'm kind of here. And, you know, it's this, I got this part. My agent called it in. If you're not, if you're not, you know, all in, if you're not, if your chips aren't all in and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, I, then I think that's a problem. You know, your attitude is the exact attitude an actor has to have. You know what? I work my ass off. I belong here. Yeah. Well, I feel a little nervous saying that, <laughs> but I. But that's know, confidence. There's nothing it's, wrong. It's that's true. not arrogant. That's not arrogant. That's confidence. That there's a big difference in that. I think. Well, no, I, I think I, I think you're right, and and I, I I don't mean to overdo it the other way, uh, because you do find people that are overly cocky and 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 that think that they're all that, but there's a difference. You know, I liken it to, I think a lot of times directors and, and casting people and they're, and they're looking for a certain swagger, you know what I mean? And, and which is nothing more than kind of some self-confidence. And I, I did feel confident being there, but as I, as I point out, it could have very easily gone the other way. I mean, you know, one wrong look from, the, the man with no name turned dirty Harry and <laughs> I might've melted, but it, it wasn't like that. And, um, I was able to, to do my job and to, and you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was very good. And, and, and yeah, I, I felt like I had certainly earned my place there. Sure. Um, and, and I don't, and everybody treated me that way. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, didn't nobody act like, you know, who is this guy? No, they, it was just part of part of the team, and and um, and it was it was a well oiled machine, and I'm happy to have been a part of it. And and I don't, I, I think everybody else sort of felt the same way. Yeah, and I wanted to close out the interview talking a little bit about Clint, but I had a couple of questions on Sam Rockwell. Now, when yeah. you when, when, when you know you mentioned how I've had guests that have worked with both Sam and Clint, and and they've all said the most wonderful things about both of them. Um, does, does he ever offer you advice? Does he ever say, you know what, uh, uh, Garen, I think this would be good if you tried this or what do you think about if you came at me? Like, you know, d- does that happen? Uh, you know, because I know he was very much like you, you had mentioned, like he said to you, you know, is this okay? Is it, is it ever, does he ever offer advice to you in a non, like, you know, maybe you should try this, not like a obnoxious way, but does he ever kind of in a, in a actor's kind of rapport ever offer you you know, advice or, or, you know, suggest something. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they, we changed up a few things from, from the original script and, um, and, and I think I, I got the impression that, um, that Eastwood gave him a pretty free reign to kind of, you know, work, in the way that he wanted and to, to, to get where he wanted needed to go in the scenes in his way. And he let him try things. And he said, I I'd like to try this. You know, are you okay with that? Yeah, sure. Have you done this? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, and I, what am I going to say? Right. <laughs> but, uh, but he, he never said, eh, yeah, I, I, maybe my wife like to try this. I would like to think it was because I gave him exactly what he needed and what he was looking for. Um, maybe he was just too polite to say different, <laughs> but, uh, uh, we just, we just, we just had a good rapport 
Um, he was a good guy. And, um, you know, at the end, of, at, at the end of the scene, I'll tell you, I, 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 I thanked him. I said, Hey, I really appreciate, you know, being able to work with you. I'm a, I'm a fan. I've, I've, I've loved your work over the years and it's great to, to get to work with you. And, and you should have seen the look that came over his face. He seemed genuinely surprised and wow. pleased that I would say that. And I mean, just, you know, it was an unspoken thing. I'm like, this is, this is a genuine guy. Very cool. And, and everybody's not, you know, famously so, so, uh, in, in this business. And, um, no, he was just a neat guy and, and he was nice to everybody around him. He was completely unpretentious. He wasn't that way with me and he wasn't that way with, and, and I, I, I guess I feel the need to, to say that everybody's not like that. You know, you just, there's some people that are throwing their weight around, uh, whether they're entitled to or not. And, you know, I'd say he's entitled to, but he didn't just, just, just a regular guy. You know, if I'd had more time, it, he'd be a fun guy to go out and have a beer or yeah, six. Yeah. With. <laughs> it's, it sounds like it's so great to hear. I mean, from my end, even just hearing you say it, just to hear that somebody's that humble and that I, I love hearing stories like that. But you know what I loved about what you did in that role um, is that you came at him, well, not Sam Rockwell, but his character, Watson Bryant, you came at him. Like he, you were on the, I don't want to say you were on the attack, but you didn't let up like, and I feel like that's confidence. That was, that was just a really good scene with two great actors. And again, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but I love the way, and I don't know if that's the way it was originally drawn up, but I love how, I don't want to say you were on the aggressive either, but you kind of were, you definitely were the one that was kind of like pushing it on him. And I, I loved how that scene unfolded. It took a lot of, you know, with the wrong actor, you know, playing Brian Gumbel, that could have been a very just, oh, by the way, interview. But it wasn't. To me, it was very memorable when I left the theater that day. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm glad to hear that. And, um, yeah, it, it, well, that, that's kind of the deal is, is it in the interview, you know, um, Rockwell's character is a little, a little blindsided and a little caught off by guard because there's, there's things that they know that he doesn't know and they don't, they don't make his guy look very good. Mm. And, you know, back to, you know, elements of, of Bryant Gumbel, um, you know, I'm old enough to remember Bryant Gumbel <laughs> very well. And that's kind of who he is. I, I, I described him before as being very direct and he didn't really flinch with people, and um, I think, sort of famously, famously so. And um, it's interesting because uh, Clint Eastwood—he only gave me one bit of direction, and I, gosh, I'm a little embarrassed. Yeah, I don't think I didn't really realize it at the time. I kind of, I kind of cocked my head. And I thought, well, why is he saying that? And then I just kind of went on and did what I was trying to do anyway. And I think I just <laughs> was kind of lucky and stumbled into it. But we we were starting with the very first take and everybody had kind of, you know, done last touches and everything was set. And he was walking away and he turned and he said, he said, um, he goes, Brian Gumbel, it's your show. And uh, and then he just walked away. And that's all he ever said to me in terms of direction. Um. And, you know, I, I, I kind of realized later, well, he's saying, you know, all this, this here is yours. Take charge. And, it, it, you know, you own the show and this is your guest and you need to uh, be like I think I was, um, which is, is uh, sort of have him on the carpet and um, ask him the tough questions. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because we mentioned Adam Zastrow earlier. He worked for David Fincher, who's known for his. You know, I, mean, I think there's one scene where he shot 75 takes. That oh, is the, that is the <laughs> that is the polar opposite of Clint Eastwood because I had heard, I've heard from multiple actors and maybe you can or cannot confirm this, but I heard he's you know what one or two takes done. Let's move on. Is is that is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Now with our scene, there were the, there were uh, three or four camera moves, so we did we did end up doing the scene you know, six, seven times, but that's because, but with each camera angle, different angle, different move, we only did one or two takes. So does that make sense? Yes, you know, absolutely. Co yep. Collectively, we, we did end up having to do it, but, but they, you know, they changed angles and they changed lenses a couple of times, but each time it was like once or twice. And, and that was it, which is fine by me. I, I, man, 
I, I 75 takes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. That's almost, we talk about somebody dropping his, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to judge, but that seems excessive, but you know what, what do I know? I'm not, you know, David Fitcher's an unbelievable director. So absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And so, if I were there, I'd, yes, sir, here's another, but, uh, well, that, that'd be a long day. Have you have you heard from uh, Brian Gumble? Has he reached out? You know, have you, you have your paths ever crossed? You know, after the fact? No, um, not up to this point. I, you know, I'm I'm on the lookout for death threats, but uh, uh, no, um, stop, stop. <laughs> but um, no, that that would be interesting. I don't. I will. I I will assume that um, he's seen the the uh, the movie or or will see it. Right. And it would be interesting to hear what he had to say i did meet i met the real watson bryant um and you know i walked up to him and introduced myself at a, at a uh rap par or at the premiere and um you know I, my name's garen grigsby and i, I played you know bryant gumbling because i kind of I, I look a little differently that was a, a bit made up and um so it, that was interesting i mean he, he he definitely thought that i had captured the you know the essence of of who Bryant Gumbel was at the time. And so he was, he was complimentary and that was, that was nice to hear. Yeah. But, there's a very sweet part at the end of the movie and I'm not giving anything away by saying, um, that, uh, Richard Jewell's mother still babysits their children, which, which if I wasn't in tears before then I certainly was <laughs> after, but yeah, it's yeah. very sweet, sweet. What is your take on the entire Richard Jewell story? What is, as a movie fan, as just somebody who's a, you know, in tune with current events. What's your take on that entire story, uh, Garen? Well, you know, I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember when all that was happening. Yep. And uh, as as a, a former athlete and a track and field athlete, uh, you know, I was pay I paid particular attention to the Olympics. And you know, Michael Johnson was was a big deal there, and he has an interest. There's an interesting uh, juxtaposition involving him in the movie, and. Uh, they tore that guy up, man. I don't, you know, and, uh, it, it, it's a shame. I, I, I'm going to say he was kind of one of the first people that that happened to in a modern day sense, you know, where he was kind of tried, convicted and executed in the, in the media. Uh, and I don't know, you know, who am I to say, but it just seems like they do that to people all the time now. You know, it's it's a lot of shoot first and ask questions later. I think the movies is outstanding. I'm I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. I mean, if it if it wasn't good enough to work with Clint Eastwood and Sam Rockwell, it's it's sure is great to be in a movie that they did so well. I think it's a, it's a, a fantastic movie, and I think that Paul Hauser does a yes. spectacular job as Richard Jewell. I mean, it's 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 an, un, an unlikely hero, you know, an unlikely leading man. And I felt like he gave a very complex and layered performance to a guy that, you know, in, in, in less capable hands might've come off as just, you know, a, 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 some kind of a Bubba. And I don't think he, he, he came off as a, a, a very a sincere guy who get kind of taken advantage of and, and overwhelmed. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess it, it took its toll on him. You know, he, he died young, unfortunately. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's very timely. I mean, Clint Eastwood's kind of known for that. I mean, you see a lot of the same stuff going on now, I, I think, you know, um, it's, it's, it's interesting that at the very time, whether you agree or you disagree that, you know, the media and the FBI are under scrutiny this very day. And, uh, there you see maybe some some beginnings of that kind of thing back then and it's it's interesting to sort of look at that and say yeah this was maybe a little bit of the beginning of that and look where it's come to now because now it's it's just the same kind of thing is just in your face 24/7 so yeah Timely. And you mentioned it, you know, Paul Hauser has just such a wonderful rapport with Sam Rockwell. And you're right, it could have been such a hillbilly kind of just, you know, cheesy character. And it's it's so not that. It's Not it's, at all. No, it's he, he's a deep guy. He's got a huge heart. Um, you know, he's a very honest man, almost too honest for his own good. And I think the movie plays really well on that. 
Um, right. He's very, very smart, very intelligent. I yes. mean, you know, he, he, he knew of which he spoke. And, and then you see him throughout the course of the film become more and more disillusioned with the people and the things that he held up as, as heroes and icons. And then, you know, he just kind of, he doesn't want to believe that they're kind of out to get him and uh, they are. And it sort of dawns on him belatedly. And, um, but you know, he comes around and, and, and it works out. I mean, it's, a uh, ultimately, I guess it's a, it's a feel good movie and the, 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 I guess the good guys win. I guess I guess I can say that. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Yeah, and one of the parts that's so there's a couple parts that are so infuriating, and, and I won't say what, but when the FBI is speaking to him, it's just you know, yeah. just stop talk. Like, what are you guys? I don't know. It's just I, I never get angry really that much at movies, but I was pretty angry there. I was like, oh my god, what are they doing? You know, it's just. It really does make you think, and it does make you reflect, because you and I, like I said, we're roughly the same age, and I remember when all this was unfolding, and I wish, it's almost like, I think he would have been so proud, if Richard Jewell was still alive today, he would have been so proud of what Clint Eastwood did. I think he would. I think, I, I think you're, you're very correct, and um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good piece of work, and I'm, I wish there wasn't, uh, you know, there's a little bit of controversy around it, and I wish that wasn't there. Um, and I hope that yeah, I hope it doesn't hurt them awards wise. I would like to see Paul get, uh, you know, an Academy Award nomination. I really I really think I mean, this is a tough year for it. He's up. There's a lot of uh, really strong performances that are going to be looked at. But I I think he ought to get a nomination. And I and I hope that, um, you know, some of the controversy around the film doesn't um, doesn't hinder that. That would be a shame. No, and I was I was talking about with a friend over the weekend. I said, you know, this guy is just. It was a performance out of nowhere, and and the controversy itself. I won't go into details, but you know, I right. just. It's just not. I don't know. I just felt like it's. Um, I I wouldn't have picked up on it, like because they don't show any type of scenes. Um, right. But the fact, if you're looking at the facts, I mean, the fact is, the story was released without a lot of double and triple checking, and and as a result. That helped start the the ball and and kind of the beginning of ruining a man's life. But that's neither here nor there. That's I guess we can debate that all day long. But I just sure a very small part of it. I mean, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, Richard Jewell is in theaters now. Um, I had a, one of my again a close friend said, "Should I see it?" I said, "Absolutely." He came out gushing over it. So people that are, haven't seen it yet, I cannot. Um, recommended enough. How, how do you? How did you like the red carpet and that whole experience? I know you've probably done that before, but um, that had to be pretty unique for you. Pretty as far as the who was involved, <laughs> as far as who was involved, you know. Well, it's it, it's interesting. I I I kind of really hadn't done it before. I mean, I have, I have been to things, but nothing that big, right? And nothing where I was genuinely a part of it. I sort of been to tag along with with buddies of mine, and then you. You know, after everybody's everybody's gone, I'd jump up on the red carpet and say, "Hey, take my picture." And then it was kind of interesting because I I was not invited to the Los Angeles premiere, but I and I thought, well, okay, well, you know, it's a small part and no worry. And uh, I didn't even I found out about it like the day before because somebody I knew was working and they asked me if I was going and it was like if I was going, did Warner Brothers provide me with a car? <laughs> I'm like, I. I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> so I got to thinking about it and I thought, well, in the movies, you know, these, uh, the, the hero here would be an intrepid guy and he'd go down there and try to talk his way in and see if he could crash the event. So I, I kind of worked up my courage and I decided to do that. And so I showed up and I, I couldn't talk my way in, but it so happened that because it was part of, it was being shown as part of the AFI fest um, film festival, you could buy a ticket. So <laughs> they were they were selling um standby tickets and so i stood in line i bought a ticket and and watched it so i didn't i didn't get to do any of the red carpet stuff there but i got to see the film but then i did get an invitation to the atlanta um screening and uh, when i thought about it well that made sense because i i i did this job as a an atlanta local hire which is a story on its own and so okay well they didn't even know i was here so i went to atlanta and did it and it was a smaller thing I and mean, you know the big deal was was la and so it was a little bit smaller but it was still cool i mean 
had a few pictures that show up on Getty images and I'm like, well, that's, that's neat. That's, that's different. And, um, so it was, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, I, it was, uh, it was a neat thing to do. And I'm like, well, okay, I did that. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Is it, is there anything coming around the corner for you? Any projects in development now? Are you, um, what, what's, what's going on as far as moving forward for you, Garen? Um, I don't have anything in the dock right now. And you know, it's Christmas is next week, I guess, isn't it? It's already yes. next week. So the town's kind of shut down for now. So, um, um, I'll be looking forward to coming back after the first of the year and getting right back at it and seeing what we can make happen. Yeah, you're, you're a good dude. And, and, I, and I do hope, Gary, that you do come back on the show. I, I really love talking. I mean, we spent over an hour talking and I swear to God, it felt like 10 minutes. It's, you know, I really. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've enjoyed myself. I, I, I certainly hope we can we can do it again. Um, yeah, it's it's been fun. I'm 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 I'm. Thank you for your interest, and uh, I'm 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 flattered that you would would want to speak with me, and um, I would I would absolutely love to do it again. <laughs>